Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Part two of our look at the Daredevil Punisher Rashomon crossover from uh, 1988. Before we dive into this, want to remind everybody about Cartoonist Kayfabe comic book Christmas in July. Take out your doubles, take out your comps, and hit those local lending libraries to uh, share some comics with readers in your neighborhood. Stock up those local lending libraries with uh, some good comics there, and hopefully we can bring a few a few new readers to the uh, the comics that we love. Um, feels like a fun initiative and something like Free Comic Book Day, but something that we're doing the last Saturday in July, and we invite all of you to, to take part in it. Share some pictures on social media, tag us. We'll be sure to uh, share those around, and hopefully we can get a lot of comic books in front of some new readers that way. Also, like, follow, and subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. Hit that bell icon to be notified when we post a new video each morning. That will allow you to uh, track that comic book down first if you want to add it to your collection, what we call the Kayfabe effect. Later in the day, those these comics can get hard to find or the price might go up. So you want to subscribe to uh, beat that Kayfabe effect and let our videos play through to the end. That allows YouTube to share our videos with other comics fans who haven't found Cartoonist Kayfabe yet. It's one of the ways we grow this channel, and we appreciate your help on that so far. But Ed, we are here today to discuss the other half of the Daredevil Punisher crossover, Daredevil 257. This time we're going to see the same story, but from Daredevil's point of view. So there is a killer on the loose in New York City poisoning aspirin bottles and uh, mouthwash and the police have no leads. So Frank Castle and Matt Murdock are uh, our best hope to save the day. And um, man, it's going to be fun because we didn't share a lot of comparison images. But in part two here, maybe we'll look at a couple of page-by-page uh, -page comparisons. And you see it right on the cover. Very different art styles, different sensibilities of the creators. We talked about the writers being different. I think the artists are equally uh, coming from different directions in sort of a more... I guess classic style with John Romita Jr. and Al Williamson. So it'll be fun to compare that as well. This is a cool idea. I can't think of other comics that have done this exactly, but I wish they would, you know, and, and this one works out well again because of the contrast in the creators and their styles, contrasting characters, but it's such a neat idea to like, let's see it from these different characters' point of view, the same events. Yeah, because it's a single issue of, you know, 22 pages a piece, there's not so much opportunity to play with that. And I have. I, I can't immediately recall, but I absolutely know that I read a couple of comics in my day where there would be a different sequence of events, Rashomon style, by a single creator in a single story right. to give you different points of view. But it's really awesome to see two different points of view uh, with two completely different creative teams. This issue of Daredevil absolutely speaks to me. I grabbed that this off the stands. Uh, you could see it's 75 cents compared to the dollar, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, which which was meaningful. You know, it's 25% difference. Uh, this issue has everything, like all the hallmarks of the great JRJR. Like one of the things that um, really spoke to me, and, we, and we'll get to it. I'll, I'll uh, go page by page with this yeah, one yeah, to point out the handy. scenes. But uh, the fucking body language that... Uh, John Romita Jr. is able to communicate. The punches feel real. The cause effect feels real. The, like all the bodies are solid. Yes. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, this is uh, Romita Jr. starting to pencil after 10 years of doing breakdowns essentially in roughs and layouts, taking on the pencils for Daredevil, paired with Al Williamson, one of the greatest illustrators in comics history, let alone inkers. And you see it all on display in this cover. Like I love how the New York is 
is inked. You look close, and it is just cross-hatched lines that are yeah. that are showing those buildings and not ruled. You know, very organic lines there. Um, same with this background kind of sky treatment. And you mentioned the forms of the figures being very solid. It starts right on the cover. You know, those guys feel three-dimensional. Great lighting. Now we we mentioned before, like the the Punisher issue written by Mike Barron, Old Testament kind of fella. Yes. Uh, if you fucking you know pickpocket somebody you need to get your hands yes. chopped off and fucking hung from from the rafters to as a to send a message any no is not that way so so uh she is taking the route of trying to like add some humanity to the villain and uh it's one of those things that like you know all all good writing should should have where you got to identify with with your villain he can't just be the guy who just ties people randomly to train tracks for no reason you don't in your right thinking mind have to agree with him but give the guy a fucking purpose and and uh, you know she plays it on thick yeah she even though this is the daredevil point of view we're still going to get some punisher war journal entries it's, which i love it's almost a punisher comic really because like most of the captions are, are punisher and i don't think there's really any of that with uh with daredevil this is such a cool composition to me you get the tall skinny panels and punisher right in the middle easy to see silhouette and then you also get the window lighting with some zip tone effects really good artist man that that al williamson pair up how lucky are you if you're first-time penciler and that's who's uh, covering your your ass, you Abs know, your partner? Absolutely, and I think I think that uh, J.R. Jr. described it exactly as such. Uh, look at how comfortable that Punisher is, just dropping bullets in motherfuckers' point-blank range. He looks cozy. It's another Sunday afternoon. Also, this is his. This is J.R. Jr.'s like young Punisher. I was gonna say, imagine him on Punisher War Journal a couple years later. Yeah, that nose after <laughs> after that nose gets broken a couple of times, his his body gets stockier because this is a pretty lean, skinny Frank Castle as compared to the way that JRJR would do it in the future. Yeah, and just like scribbling, like doodling that this background texture, it's just a, a very loose. If you look closely, a, a pen scribble. Yeah, you see it there too. I love how um, the lines on his face don't contort to his face. It's just these horizontal lines doing the shading. Gives it a real um, 80s black and white comics feel to me, like a, like a real outlaw treatment of that face. It, I love it, it works, but it just feels like not the smooth kind of inking that I see in a lot of Marvel comics. I remember like reading this when I, when I was young and I, I would copy whole issues and stuff. Like I, like I could not wait for this to come out. Um, and one of the reasons for that was that uh, I remember thinking, this comic feels drawn, and what I yeah. meant what I meant by that was um, it's just not slick, right? Like, like a lot of the other inking, like like I could, I like I feel like I could make that line. By the way, this to me, Pete Morisi mm, is the guy yeah. who would do this technique. Interesting to see it here, yeah, because I I don't know that Morisi's a guy that people are looking at or thinking about or, or copying. Hey, how great is the nuance of nudging this body over, like kicking it over with your leg? impossible to draw that right i mean this is coming from the guy who did the impossible as far as i'm concerned uh in was it issue three of uh street angel where they got to read a note that's like <laughs> written on a dude yeah and, and they're they're tilting him over and <laughs> you're read, right forgot like, about like, that dude you blew my mind with that <laughs> same yeah that's the kindred spirit there <laughs> so good man great cut from the punisher profile to the daredevil profile now we're we're, we're going entering our hero's uh point of view and I love that he's all chewed up, right, from battle. 
so great bringing in bringing in bad guys and uh, wanting to get involved in this scene and to examine some evidence because the police have no leads on this guy that's poisoning the uh, the people that are just turning to aspirin for a headache and finding cyanide. So that Daredevil would, wants to get involved. That would happen in this run. Uh, you know, he'll get five o'clock shadows when, when he's running himself too ragged. Uh, I believe he'll get an arm sling at a certain mm -hmm. point. Like, it's almost... I always it, liked all that. It's Take, like the taped spirit. up heads sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Will Eisner's spirit, would that would happen. He'd get some chemicals thrust into his eye, and then for like a month or two, he's, he's blind. Um, it's just one of those great strokes. Add a little bit of humanity to, to Exactly. To it made cover. Daredevil very uh, street level and, and not uh, invincible. Yeah. A good relationship with the police there. The police are willing to let him. They're like, yeah, we'll put a call in going out to Queens or wherever to investigate their files. Got to throw up some softballs because it's an ongoing series and you got to keep your regular plot threads going also. Yeah, in this case, that is Typhoid Mary and the Kingpin, who is, uh, I guess, Kingpin's next assassin in line to try to take out Daredevil. And uh, hopefully we'll look at some more of these because that's that Typhoid Mary stuff is pretty cool. Happy to look at any of them, dude. Got them all. Uh, so here, here we go, man. We're in the uh, Zum Corporation. This is where the drugs are being made that yes. have been tainted. And so Daredevil shows up in costume and talking to the, the guy who's been like the longest guy on staff there. Tell me about ex-employees that left here disgruntled. Yes, uh, the Punisher version of this was Punisher like cracking into a database, uh, coming up with like all the employees who had grievances and doing his own deduction, which led him to Jehovah's Witness temple or whatever their joint is called uh, so this is the daredevil version of that and there's no mystery like this grizzled old vet he knows exactly who fucking is doing this shit and it's the part where he's laying out some pathos for for the villain like these computers are taken over yeah that's the storyline hard drives back doors trojan like who talks like that uh this is this certainly Reaganomics era where, you know, like our our dads at the steel mills were, were, were done, you know, like like all that shit was over. I remember the talk of like robots and the assembly lines, the auto plants and stuff in Detroit. The wire season two. It's such a cool. I, I'm so glad you described that, Ed, because it's something I would have glossed over. But then you go back and look at the setup and that's what you're seeing are these like beautiful shots of like the machines and all these computer screens everywhere. So he's not just narrating this to daredevil like we're seeing it in every single shot on this two-page spread and i love the motion so daredevil's walking away from us next scene he's walking towards us he's walking to the right now he's walking to the left they're going through a big factory is what we're seeing and ramita jr keeps moving daredevil throughout these pages and just beautiful cartooning on these characters like they're just not dashed out you know it's, mm -hmm. it's michael golden level with you know slight big elongated head yeah a little care catcher this reminds me of the space of uh, john byrne yeah yeah not, you're right. not john byrne's face but like a face a drawing. He would draw. yeah with like terry austin inks even yeah something i think it's that brow but something about it reminds me of that yeah it's kind of neat to see this too because ramita jr is going to become more stylized of course as time goes on here's a little version dude yeah. where you have your wills Protasio pumping iron gimmicks and uh here's the jrjr version which is not far from the Punisher doing chin-ups in the in the Frank Miller like the Child's Play yeah. set of issues when Punisher has to escape the prison. It's kind of that deal where it's just very matter of fact. Yeah, it's pretty good. I also love the inking of the bricks on this building. Speaking of like a Frank Miller Sin City, yeah, uh, very organic bricks. Even though there is a pattern there, it looks like I can imagine Williamson just brush laying those down real fast. 
they read great. They have that kind of like busted up look of an old building, but it but it comes across really well. Freaking Daredevil, man! Like he might be an adequate superhero, but Matt Murdock sure can't pick good dates. <laughs> no bad taste in women. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the Typhoid Mary miniseries? I think it's John Van Fleet was the artist, but it's this like painted one. We no. should look at that at some point because I think it's John Van Fleet. He did painted art, but he would have like a heavy black line. So it wasn't painted like Alex Ross or, or someone like that. It was very much like this weird, almost a blue line look kind of to it because of the way black was used. Yeah. But uh, pretty unique. You, you'd know his style if you saw it, um, but he did a Typhoid Mary miniseries that has this look that Man, no other comic books quite look like that. I love like following the trajectory of the yellow mm -hmm. because it's oh, it's like a balloon. It's like there's gas in here. It got blown up because like the way that it's kind of floating around there. Yeah, strange panel. But our girl's going goth, man. She's <laughs> she's going hardcore. She's bipolar, no doubt. You know, you mentioned that uh, I don't know if it was the custodian in that building, but how he was like care catchered. Yeah. Uh, you have that with her face too. Yes. Um, just these little design flourishes almost that, Jim, that Ramita Jr. puts in there. Jimmy, I believed these comics when, when I was a kid and I was scared to death of Typhoid Mary. She really freaked me out, yeah, dude. Definitely. And the way she's written in these comics, there's good reason why you have that reaction. So we're going to fast forward like in the uh, Punisher comic, like the scene with him holding the dude up on the edge happens on page 22 uh so here goes our thing and it's, it's really fun to cut across like this could be a panel in the same comic yeah totally because it's the way that we get daredevil into the scene what a cinematic version you know like this to me is a much more successful layout than what we have you know here yeah we look, don't even where we don't even see the figure over punisher's head oh look at this man same sound effect which is a fun fun piece dropping him on his neck yeah <laughs> that's, that's not that's not right yeah hit gotta, with, take, gotta take care of your uh, partner there that's Frank. that beverly brothers finishing move i just saw a video of a guy suplexing uh, brian knobs and just backwards on his head it looked like he should have broke his spine mm. just like this guy alfred coppersmith Punisher really sells too. That's the other piece that you have in this fight. Like the physics seem a little bit more devastating. Oh yeah. Where like, okay, takes one upper body and now he's down, but coming out of that, you know, throwing shots from uh, from that prone position. Yeah. It's this stuff that really blew my mind. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comics that Ed Piscor and I make. Red Room Trigger Warnings, the second season of Red Room, all self-contained stories, issues one to four, now available in comic shops everywhere. Red Room, the anti-social network, the trade paperback collection of the first season of Red Room, now available in comic shops everywhere, minus 28 countries where it's banned in 10 comic shops, but you can still request it there. And coming in September, the collection, the trade paperback of Red Room Trigger Warnings will be in stores in September. You can pre-order that now at your local comic shop or online wherever you buy your books. Hulk Grand Design Monster and Hulk Grand Design Madness in comic shops everywhere. The 60 year history of the Incredible Hulk. I am writing, drawing, lettering, coloring, the Grand Design treatment, retelling that 60 year history. And you can now pre-order the Hulk Grand Design oversized treasury collection, uh, about 40 extra pages in that. It'll be in stores before Christmas, but you can pre-order it now in your comic shops or in your bookstores wherever you're you buy comics 
And now back to our regular scheduled programming. That's a really with, good combo of punches. With with JR, JR, it all felt right, you know? Like, when he would draw a character running, he never drew that character in the same pose. Like, when he would draw running, every every time it's it's a, it's a different-looking image, and it just feels solid. It looks like, like he's using Raging Bull stills or something like that, like the shoulders where it should be. It's great. The tilt and of the head is it great. It feels like real depth. Punisher feels closer to us than Daredevil. Yeah. And, and his head especially, almost like it's snapping back at us. I love this panel for establishing, like, don't forget about Alfred, and it keeps the space alive. Like, we know where everybody is. Yeah. And and just, like, look at the stiffness of Wills. And I like Wills. Yeah, me too. But, like, this is very, very stiff stuff, and this is just very solid heavy drawing great lighting on the costumes yeah i mentioned about how whenever you're drawing like all of these muscles you know with this level of detail i think it's hard not to have it be a little bit stiff a little bit frozen and you can see the contrast where it's just smooth you know the the daredevil body just smooth very little of the muscles a lot of silhouette wherever you can fit it in you know solid blacks for legs um, i think that's an advantage when you're trying to show kind of movement and motion yeah i love that they both are using this convention of like open panels to show some of the fighting. It makes the two-parter fit together really well. It does. And this is, to me, great, great page because we have the back and forth of these guys, even varying their size so it stays interesting, but we don't lose Alfred, who's about to have a, uh, a big moment in this. Yeah, which is going to be another piece that we'll see with the both of them. I also like how these guys are like fighting like almost down on the ground, rolling around in their fights, tangled up. Feels more like a, uh, I would expect a fight to feel. Look at that. For Great impact. moment. Great moment. Great moment. Like, and it, it, we've gotten, like this story, it's a, it's the same amount of pages, but we've gotten some B story with Typhoid mm -hmm. Mary. We've gotten a great setup and many pages of fighting. A lot of room for the fight. But it still feels like there's, it feels like there's more to this issue than to this Punisher issue, but it's the same amount. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, we're going to see, like, in the Punisher issue, one of the great features was how busted up Castle's face was. Yeah. This fight feels like it would be. Like, yeah. it feels like it's going on, and it's a lot of back and forth, and it's earned if somebody's face is all uh, bruised and swollen. Let's let's cover up my favorite panels for a second <laughs> to just show the two versions. Oh, this one's not. Of the reveal. It's going to be a challenge to do this, Ed, without uh, giving anything away. Yeah. We'll do it That's like this. But you can see these two panels side by side are essentially similar compositions. These lines that Williamson chooses to put down really creates a soupy atmosphere. It feels like a smoggy, gross, coal-induced atmosphere. Yeah, the beginning of this Daredevil issue, they describe Hell's Kitchen as like a war zone. This feels like that kind of atmosphere. And how interesting also that Williamson chose to kind of put those lines on a little bit of an angle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wonder if that's something Williamson decides or if that's something Ramita indicates in his pencils. Yeah. But really fun to see the contrast. Flip the page here and see how we get our guy disarmed. So there's Wills' version of that. Well, bring us down. Yeah. All right. And my two favorite panels of the issue, the point of view first-person shooter from our bad guy and yeah, seconds apart yes that is really great this is such a good comic convention right like he's getting hit with that billy club and now his point of view goes 
black. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's still it's a, it's the same affliction from that like uh, every single H.P. Lovecraft story has, where he's still monologuing in the midst of all this stuff. So it's like. I don't remember nothing after that. <laughs> it is really funny. You know, like in H.P. Lovecraft, like he'll, it's always like a first person journal entry or something. And here comes the, and the day gone through the window right now. And it, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, it's good. It's a good sequence. It's a good comic book sequence. Yes. And this will pretty much be it. Right. Now oh. we're going to go back to our, uh, our Daredevil subplots. And you can see Typhoid Mary there, like, in her full Typhoid Mary gear. Yeah, it's a fun thing, because when you've seen regular Mary, uh, she was so turned off by by uh, Kingpin and couldn't imagine being around him and stuff. And then this kinky chick with the face paint, she's loving him. Yeah. And poor Matt Murdock making his bad choices on the romance side of things. I believe this shit so much, man. I, f I, I was so nervous for him. Like, the suspense <laughs> of it affect like i lived it i absolutely lived it because we we just got some information that matt murdoch doesn't get and we know so and we can't tell him they can't knock on the panel and say matt no don't fuck with this chick and they're playing it up oh and yeah senti like full melodrama mary walks a little too close and actually lights candles with her aura bad sign real bad sign and murdoch carrying through on his promise of uh there'll be good representation for you so meets him in there and gonna defend him in court yeah and it's that thing of like listen you don't just go into a prison to, to rot and die like you could go do some schooling and learn how to use those computers that you were so upset about yeah interesting layout for a horizontal panel doing your overhead yeah I would never think in a million years to do that it's pretty neat good run like I, I would definitely you know this this is probably the first of a few uh, Daredevil Ramita Jr. and Ascenti issues that we'll look at but super fun in conjunction with like seeing a different creative team come at this story, uh, you know, same story. Absolutely, absolutely. I can't think of any other examples uh, of of this sort of thing. So if uh, people in the kayfabe audience have have any in mind, there may be a chance that we have those issues just in in the archives, and that would that would be a cool thing. But it's a very, it's a fun exercise, you know, and it's it's a great way to. Um, do that dual creative team thing as opposed to like those Superman weekly books. Yeah, I, I really enjoy that aspect. You know, the only place that I can think of, and I'm sure we're missing an idea or two, you know, like where they do this effect. But in the early days of the Marvel Universe, when they would make it the Marvel Universe, you would see like Spider-Man scooting by in the background panel of something. It wasn't a crossover issue per se, yeah. but it'd be in the back of Fantastic Four. You'd see Spider-Man in the New York skyline and then Spider-Man Conversely, you'd see the Fantastic Four in the background. So not a full-blown kind of focus on the same story, but you would see those little moments where it's like, oh, they're happening concurrently. So the other the other benefit uh, that we have that's that's unique to this tandem right here between Mike Barron and Nocenti is just their different perspectives, and these characters are perfectly diametrically opposed in their points of view. Yeah. So you can have like a sharp contrast with the Rashomon version of of the storytelling where Castle sees it in black and white and Daredevil has that nuanced approach. I feel like we're lucky as fans too to have like two good artists on these. You know, because if you don't have the art here, this kind of good idea loses a lot of momentum. Yeah, it's just not, it just becomes not worth looking at. But man, that JRJR JR stuff, I'd be happy to look at any of those issues. He's so strong throughout that run. 
So, yeah, we've gotten some suggestions from uh, kayfabers in the past on that, so there's no shortage of issues there that are uh, worth digging into. That's true, man. If you're good to go, I am, Jimmy. Yep. Cartoonist Kayfabe Comic Book Christmas in July is going to be that last Saturday in July. We want you to bundle up your doubles and take them to your local lending libraries, those little pop-up ones on the end of your street. Populate those suckers with comic books. Literate people grab books from those things, and they need to see good comics uh, and get reacquainted with the format if they haven't uh, checked out comics in a long time, or perhaps they never did, and they see something interesting. It might create a comic reader, and we could certainly use that. Uh, what do you have out there, Jimmy? Hulk Grand Design, the Treasury Edition, is now available for pre-order. It'll be out in December in time for Christmas, perfect for the Hulk fan in your life, including you. And uh, it collects the uh, both issues of Hulk Grand Design, plus a lot of extras with some really cool Hulk art from uh, different Hulk artist luminaries of the past. Um, it's the best book I've ever made. I did the design work on it. I did the writing, drawing, art, lettering, all of that. I cannot wait for everybody to see that thing in their hands. So pre-order that now. Uh, set that print run high so that the book will be available for everybody come December, come Christmas. Uh, thank you for your support on that. And join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see a lot more of my art process, download out-of-print zines and, and mini-comics there. Red Room Trigger Warnings Trade Paperback is going to be out in September. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit. It's going to be collecting the 2022 season of Red Room Comics. Uh, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit. The Anti-Social Network Trade Paperback was out in 2021. Appreciate you supporting that project. Uh, Grab this book when it's available. Help uh, pre-order. Give us some uh, knowledge on how many of these suckers we need to print up in time for its release date. It is banned in more than 28 countries. It is banned in more than 10 comic shops. So you might need to hit up my link tree in the description below this video to order and pre-order current and future Red Room comics. Or hit up the Patreon. Uh, three bucks will get you the archive. And there's more than 250 pages of comics up there as we speak. Put up new strips every Tuesday and I'm going to begin serializing the next round of Red Room comics uh, within a week or two. What else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merch at the links below this video, including our latest piece of merch, a Cartoonist Kayfabe fanny pack. I've been wanting to do one of these for years and I uh, finally got around to that so you can find your own Cartoonist Kayfabe fanny pack at the links below this video. It's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Given those marching orders, Jimmy, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.